Welcome to the Business Balance Podcast. I'm Emma Langton, Mindset Coach and Hypnotherapist, and I'm back with you again this week, bringing you conversations and coaching about getting the balance in business. You know, we'll be talking about mindset, strategy, boundaries, balance, and a whole lot more so that you can create a brilliant business life and still enjoy time off. You can find me at www.emmalankton.com where you can join my newsletter or book a call with me to have a chat about how we can work together in a personalised way for you. Now today I want to talk to you about overcoming anxiety. You know we all have times when we're going to experience anxiety in our lives it can hit us in lots of different ways. It's a totally healthy, normal emotion that we all feel from time to time. But you know, it concerns me quite a lot because I have people that come to me when they don't want their bosses or workplace to know about it. I've even had um, a high level CEO worked in a national company who came to me and I said to him, you know, is that it's a big company you work for? Is, is there help and support there? And he said, yeah, but I don't want to seem weak. Now, there's loads of work going on. Certainly in the UK, I know that if you're listening in the States, I don't know what it's like in other countries, but in the States, they're kind of a little bit behind us. But in the UK, definitely, there's loads of work going on about it's okay not to be okay. But the thing is that because of the way that we learn about things, this message is going to take quite considerable time to get through. So if you have anxiety, whether it's, you know, on a longer term basis, whether it's, it happens frequently or whether it's just now and then, I really want you to begin to consider that everyone feels anxious from time to time. I can say this to you and I know that people that have anxiety will dismiss it and feel like it's just them. And that's so common. But the biggest thing that I say to people when I work with them is, you know, I've been running my business for seven, eight years now, I've lost count, (laughs) a while. I see people on a weekly basis, right? I see most most of the people that I work with is on a one-to-one basis. But I've had a successful business where I'm frequently fully booked and and rarely kind of have great big gaps where I get really worried about what's going on with my business. So in the seven or eight years of week by week clients and appointments, and I've been busy. So if that doesn't explain to you just how common anxiety is, then I don't know what will. So I hope that helps you to realise, okay? So let's dive in. When you're trying to overcome anxiety, the important thing is not to dismiss it, is not to try and just distract yourself and keep yourself busy and pretend it's not there. The really key thing to help you to overcome anxiety is actually to recognise that it is there. And I totally get it. You know, it's like this... It's like this scary beast. It can lay dormant for a while and then you even think, oh, I'm starting to feel better and then it happens. 
dun, dun, dun. it appears again. There it is, without any warning. And you think, oh, hell. And it can stop you doing even the simplest things that people can be like, really? Is that what you're anxious about? Like I said, this CEO, he was totally comfortable standing on a stage, you know, giving presentations and awards and things like that. He was totally comfortable going into meetings without any preparation, um, without any needing to be briefed or or have a massive paperwork and a load of um, information about what he was going into or how he thought he was going to handle it without any planning. But there were certain times when he was just so anxious he felt sick. And the question that I get off an awful lot is, you know, how do we overcome it? How do we stop it? The thing is that each person's perception is different. So the kind of... Um, textbook phraseology if you like about anxiety is a worrying feeling of unease so it's fear it's worry now all of us can have some form of it from time to time as i've said often it can be mild or it's about it's there for a short period of time or it's about a particular event or circumstance in our lives so it might be a worry about what people think but it might be a worry about what people think in you know, at one time, in one circumstance, but not in another. It's not a straightforward, cut and dried thing, because we're all different as human beings. So it might be about things like going for an interview. It might be about taking an exam. There are bigger things that we know about, you know, like moving house, or changing your job, you know, or having difficulties in the home, you know, like separation or divorce and things. There might be money worries. Now, we get money worries, whether we're employed, self-employed, you know, whether we're a high-level CEO, whether, you know, we're doing a what might seem like a straightforward admin job or something like that. We can still have money worries about the income and the incoming and the outgoing. There might be difficulties in our home or our relationship. Now, it's particularly common to experience some anxiety when we're coping with these sort of big stressful events and changes, especially if they have a big impact on your life. And in my future planning, I've got a podcast coming up about managing stress. But you know, we also might have um, anxiety just about everyday things. You know, some people say to me that they worry, as I said, about what people think or if somebody's going to laugh at them or how it is that they are perceived you know I've done that other podcast about the fear of rejection all of these things are perfectly normal and it's often it's about the perceived threat that I talked about again in that fear of rejection because we are wired to be alert to potential danger we're then going to get these body responses, these physical reactions, as well as the thoughts and feelings. But some people, you know, have a worry about just going out of the house, that that fear of being judged. Other people have anxieties about that they blow out of all proportion. The really important thing for all of us is 
that we need to recognize what our anxious symptoms are. We need to recognize, you know, when they occur because they can differ from person to person. Some develop slowly, some come on just so fast. Some people have lots of symptoms, others only have a few. So it's very much an individual thing. It's individual perceptions on each of those situations. You know, there's a big local fair that goes on um, near me uh, where sort of all the different fairgrounds come together at the end of the season. And we went to that the other week with the kids. Now, the kids were... Well, I think the nutters, really. They love going on all these fairground rides, you see. And I just stand there going, why? Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to feel frightened? But even with all of that, where they're having a really great time and I'm just like, oh my God, I couldn't even do that. Some of the anxiety that came through in that, you see, my daughter was worried about getting lost. Her anxiety kicked in. Was she going to get lost in this place? Because although she loves doing the fairground ride, it's really busy. And what would she do if she if she couldn't find us? What would she do if she kind of lost us when we're, you know, coming going on or off the ride or just because it's really busy? So even though one of the aspects of a, like an event or a circumstance can be something that you really, really want to do, there can still be added anxiety going on around it. You know, sometimes it just doesn't make sense and that's when it can be really annoying and frustrating for people. To be diagnosed by a GP or another health professional with anxiety or generalised anxiety disorder, anxiety usually has to be present for at least six months where there's excessive worrying and a person finds it really difficult to control the feelings. As I said, there can also be like intense fear that comes in from our sort of primitive responses. So it can happen really suddenly and it just takes over the body. Which is probably what would have happened with me if I went on one of those fairground rides. But a person might notice a mixture of symptoms and sensations and they too can differ. But some of them that you might realise if anxiety comes up for you might be like a shortness of breath. It might be a fast heartbeat. You might have a bit of chest pain or discomfort in your chest. There might be hot flushes or sweating. That's different to the menopause. (laughs) You might feel shaky or a bit trembly. You might feel tingly or goosebumps. You might feel a bit sick, nauseous, discomfort in your stomach somewhere. You might feel a bit lightheaded or dizzy or faint. There might be funny headaches or muscle tension. You might have trouble concentrating. You might feel easily tired. Or it might just be that that anxiety in your head is just bumbling round and round and round and round and round and just going on and on and on about what if and what if and what if. The important thing really is to, if you can, try and trace back what it is that's causing it. And this is where you need to be really honest with yourself. Sometimes people can trace back what it is, what's that specific time or place or situation that's causing them to feel frightened or worried. Those feelings can stay with us and be replayed on a regular basis. These can be sometimes be, you know, experiencing like bullying as a child or 
just feeling the pressure there's loads of pressure um as i talk about for for children these days with expectations about school and the curriculum and exams and you know what you're going to do with your life there can be loads of peer pressure about wanting to fit in and then that can come through you know in and in the workplace once we're older you know about what people think of us about what things people might say about how people might respond to us you know about feeling good enough all of those things can begin to come through and they they might have come from a particular source that you might know but sometimes people don't know it there might be life circumstances a busy job work pressure hectic home that leave you feeling just a generalized sense of feeling under pressure the bad news that you might not have realized is that your diet might impact the way you feel the things that we can eat or drink can have an effect on us too much sugar caffeine or alcohol are the first things to look at in your diet because the reality is that too much sugar can kick off adrenaline in us and that adrenaline is part of that fight flight response and that can then impact the rest of our body with all of those feelings that I just mentioned, you know, like the shakiness or the fast heartbeat and things like that. So sometimes it's, it is about food. There might also be side effects from any drugs or medication that you take. So if you really want to overcome anxiety, it's often worth taking a little bit of time to consider what it is that's causing it, where is it coming from. But I do often realise that sometimes, however much you, you kind of have a dig into your life, you just have absolutely no idea where it's coming from. So whatever the case, what is it that you can do about it? So the very first thing that you can do is to accommodate a breathing technique. Breathing exercises really, really help anxiety because that breathing is high up in your chest. And I know that it's a common thing that I talk about. And honestly, when I tell people, I do often think when I'm saying to people, so we need to breathe. And it just sounds nuts, even to me. Like we're breathing anyway, aren't we? Because if we're not breathing, um, we're dead, right? But the thing is, it's about the quality of that breath. It's like everything, it's about the quality. Taking a deep breath right down into your stomach, deep down into your stomach instead of that kind of high up into your chest releases feel-good chemicals, which in turn then calm down the brain and those body functions. So it helps to do some automatic responses to switch off those anxious feelings, to switch off those anxious thoughts. So you might want to just put your hand on your stomach and then focus on that breathing. Just take a deep breath in, hold for a second and then a long steady breath out again. And it's that long breath out as well that really helps. It's been scientifically proven. So if you do that a few times... And then you're just calming your whole system down and then it can give you the space to be able to look at that anxiety, to assess what it is that's going on 
and to do something about it. So the thing is with anxiety, it's almost like we've trained our brain to go on high alert on all of these situations so that it works super fast and assesses everything and it can go into, you know, the worry or the panic or even what's known as catastrophic thinking. The catastrophic thinking is something I see a lot. It's where we think, oh my God, I've got to do this thing and if I don't do this thing, then this can happen and then this can happen and this can happen and this can happen and this can happen. And we go right down to the very end of everything into doom and gloom and everything's going to be a complete catastrophe. Right? I think we've all been there on occasions and done that. But if you're doing it a lot and it's stopping you moving forward, then we need to work on it. So the thing is that once you've got to the very end of that catastrophe and then everything that's going to could possibly happen, then you need to start bringing that thought process back. You need to start bringing everything back along those kind of neurons that have gone down that path of doom. And each time that we work, I'm going to tell you how in a minute, bear with me, (laughs) but each time we work to bring that anxiety back, each time we stop it and cut it short and bring it back so it doesn't travel down that path to doom and catastrophe, you're going to be rewiring your brain, you're going to cut it off a little bit sooner and a little bit sooner and a little bit sooner until then it just doesn't go off on, on disaster at all. I hope that makes sense. So, when you're thinking about this sort of catastrophic thinking and the doom and gloom, you can begin to ask yourself about what is the worst that can happen. So, you've gone off to the very end and, oh, you know, the world will end and I I will never manage to do whatever it is that you're going to do. Okay. And then ask yourself, is there any other outcome? So once you've done this bit of breathing and calmed things right down, you're able to look at things in a bit of a different way. You can be a bit more logic or a bit more of an analyst. You can be a bit more pragmatic about it. Is there any other outcome that can happen apart from that very worst catastrophic one? So you begin to assess the situation. Is there any other way that I can look at this? Is there any other outcome that can be for this? Is there any other reason I could have for this? Do you see? When your mind is quite probably set on, God, yeah, this is, you know, this worst thing is going to happen. You can look at how true is that, really? How else could I look at this thing? What other way? Can I begin to think about that scenario? Because when when you're able to assess that potential danger, that potential threat, you can stay in that conscious part of your mind and begin to assess it. So you can begin to pull it back. You can begin to look at different situations and different scenarios. Okay? So instead of focusing on the whole, the catastrophe, you can begin to look at possibility. So you go in from your negative thought process to a more positive thought process, do you see? So what we want to be doing is making sure that we're not getting into a situation where your emotions 
begin to control your reasoning. When we get scared and anxious and all those symptoms begin to come up, like I said at the beginning, the, you know, the fast heartbeat or feeling shaky, um, shortness of breath, all of those things, that's your feelings. And yes, it will begin to switch your brain off. Yes, it will stop you being able to think clearly. But you do the breathing. You pull things back. So then you can assess those situations without the feelings taking over and making those responses automatic. You know, when anxiety strikes, you need to stop making everything personal. You know, you may you think, as I said, that, oh, it's just me. It's only me that thinks like that. That's why it can be really important to begin to talk to someone. Because often we keep those thoughts in our head. And if they just go round and round and round, we think it's just me. I'm the only one that thinks like this. And then, you know, oh, I'm no good and I can't manage and everything else. So again, you do the breathing technique. You begin to, to pull back on that catastrophic thinking. Think of different ways you know, get into your head, into the rational part of your brain, away from the emotional feelings. Emotions are absolutely fantastic, but do you know what? The blooming pain in the ass when they just kick off and have us being reactive. So talk to someone. It's almost as if we we bring that worry out into the daylight instead of, you know, it being in the dark, squirreled away and, you know, and, and weaving away at you. Bring it out into the daylight. Nothing seems quite so bad when you say it out loud as it was when it's in your head. And sometimes it really helps to hear those thoughts being spoken out loud. It can put things into perspective. And you might also then hear somebody else say, I worry about that too. I used to feel like that. I used to think like that. And then that also helps to just calm everything down a little bit more and make that worry a lot smaller. And you know, we need to continue to work on um, feeling better about ourselves, on increasing the feel-good chemicals that we have. So that as well as doing that logic thought process in, you know, bringing back that anxiety and stopping it getting out of hand and stopping it sort of run away with itself, we can do things so that the, the feelings that we have in our body, we increase those feel-good chemicals. As they go around our body, they also go around our brain. So then it balances out some of those anxious thoughts and feelings. And exercise is really great for doing that. Now, you don't always have to go to the gym. Because what I always say to people is make sure you've got smaller, shorter things that you can do. Because we can't always just take ourselves off to the gym for an hour or so. So it might just be, you know, a quick walk in your lunch break and grab a sandwich or something. Which is also giving you time out, um, you know, from your office or from whatever work it is that you do. It might just be a walk with the dog. It might be a run around the park with the kids. Music is also a great way to lift your spirits and, and increase the feel-good chemicals. So what you're doing is you're packaging little things in your life to help increase those feel-good chemicals which balance out some of those stressy, anxiety, chem anxious chemicals. 
So listening to music, sticking in some earplugs, you know, you might even to stick earplugs in, you know, to enable you to leave the house when you're struggling to do that and go off to the thing that you're worried about. I know people who've created particular like playlists that I've, somebody um, encouraged like an angry playlist. So they went off and stomped, you know, around the streets for like 10 minutes when there were those feelings were really getting on top of them. So you could create a playlist for that. It might be an upbeat one that really lifts your spirits and, and things. Or it might be a really calming one that just brings everything right down for you. You know, I've talked briefly as well about journaling. Um, and it's not everybody's thing, but often journaling is just about scribbling things out, get them out of your head. So it can be handwritten. It can also be electronic. A handwritten one allows you to get into that state of mind where you can really connect with your thoughts and feelings. Allow them to sort of flow out of your head, down your arm and onto the paper. It can be quite therapeutic. It can be quite healing. It might even be able to help you to get some of those thoughts out of your head and onto that paper so you can identify what it is that's triggering that anxiety. You know, I mentioned about the things that we eat. Diet is quite important. If you've been in, struggling with that anxiety all day whilst you're working and then by the time you're home, you're absolutely shattered, you can't be bothered to cook, you ring a takeaway or you grab the quick fix stuff so that you're eating like what I call carbs and crap. You know, all of that is kind of high sugar stuff. And I've already mentioned about what sugar does in our diet. And it might be that you need to plan ahead a little bit. If you know that you've got a tricky day. So there's one of my days that I see people face to face. Okay. And I hire like a therapy room for that. So I know it's going to be, I love doing it by the way, but I know it's going to be an intense day. As I bring people in, not quite one after the other, but you know, on. Um, through on sort of set appointment times with a short gap in between and move them through and it's an intense day I'm not saying I'm getting anxious or stressed but it's an intense day so what I do for that is make sure that the meal that we're having that night is easy to do but it's also it's quite nourishing it's it's warming or comforting you know so that I avoid grabbing something that's really quick that's junk that's high sugar So sometimes I'm prepping something the night before or sometimes I'm grabbing something out of the freezer that I've cooked a double batch of. So it might be that you do think about those things because it's okay to have a day that's, you know, that might be, I mean, my day's just intense. I never find them quite stressful or get anxious about them, but they are intense and that can be draining. You know, so look about, look at things that are going to help you to look after yourself. Even if it's not about anxiety or stress, but where are you looking after yourself? You know, anxiety is one of the things that I do work with a lot. It comes into some of the coaching or the hypnotherapy and the mindset work that I do. I do know that sometimes, you know, people will say, although I've said to you, talk to people, if people just go, oh, don't worry about it. That's easier said than done, isn't it? We can't just flick a switch and turn it off. So it's really helpful for you to have a plan. 
And it's okay to recognise that different things work for different people because we are all different. So hopefully in this podcast, there's some suggestions here that are going to help for you so that you can begin to make your plan and you can begin to track back on that anxiety and the more that you work on it. And as much as I know that you want to just avoid it and pretend it's not there, the the more that you kind of work on it, you know, the shorter that kind of uh, path it is that it goes down. And you bring it back, as I said, and you bring it back and soon it just doesn't really get any legs to kick off on in the first place. So find out what it is that really helps you. And hopefully this podcast has been of help to you too. But you know, if you've got any questions, anything that you want to ask me about, anything that you want to talk about, you can drop me an email Use the contact page on my website, www.emmalankton.com forward slash contact. Use that contact page, drop me an email, ask me any questions. And if you've got anything else that you want me to cover on the podcast, just let me know about it. Otherwise, just do go ahead, hit subscribe Give me some feedback, hit me with the five stars and add in some words if you want to. And I'd really love that. And then I'll see you again on the next episode. Bye for now. (laughs) 